mm-hmm. only person that's going to know if you're regretful of it is you. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell your friends, people you're with, how hard you work, but you're the only one that's going to know, did I maximize everything that I was given? Welcome to Major League Lessons. We're here to talk about some of the lessons we wish we had learned while we were still playing the game that we love. Stuff that can help athletes right here, right now, while also preparing you for life after your sport ends and the real world begins. Because for us, we weren't ready at all, and honestly, I don't think anyone is. All right, today we're talking about a quote. We're going to unpack a quote or a poem, whatever you want to call it, that really embodies holding yourself accountable. It's self-discipline. I found this quote while listening to a, a recent Tom Brady interview, which um, honestly, probably one of the best interviews I've ever heard. So he, he this interview was like September of 2023, right around then, um, with a really good interviewer, Patrick Bet David. You might not know that name, but probably heard an interviewer or two with him. And again, one of my favorite interviews, which kind of means a lot because I used to despise Tom Brady. <laughs> I think as a 12-year-old, if there's anyone I wanted to like kill on the planet, it was Tom Brady. Um, but over time... I've come to like really respect the guy and, and he's obviously the ultimate competitor and, and all those things and, and awesome. So he's a great guy to learn from. But in that interview, he talked about something that he used to kind of center himself, especially when things were not going great or when he was going through a, a tougher season um, or, or, a, or a time of kind of uncertainty. He kind of used this to to guide him and to press on and kind of you know, as the quote goes, like he's kind of looking at himself in the mirror to figure out like who he wants to be and what he wants to do and all that stuff. So it's called, it's called the man in the glass. So it goes, when you get what you want in your struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, then go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife who judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the man staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear up to the end and you've passed your most dangerous, difficult test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may be like Jack Horner in Chisel of Plum and think you're a wonderful guy, but the guy in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. You can fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartaches and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. That is by Dale Wimbro in 1934. So I think, you know, overall, I think what this quote, what this poem is kind of about is, you know, we're with ourselves 100% of the time, obviously. And I think, like, we all know what we do. We know the thoughts that we have. We know the emotions we feel. We know everything that there is to know about ourselves and all the, and all that. So I think it's almost like, it's almost like a quote about integrity almost. But I think if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself about who you are and the person you are and the things that you're doing. I think if you have that conversation with yourself, that goes a long way in kind of living a life that you want to live and being a person that you want to be. And it actually really hits on, you know, like we've talked about a bunch is 
being 90 and filled with regret. I think this poem really hits hard on that is how do you want to look back on your life, the person you were, the things that you did, all this stuff, like you don't want to look back on it and have that regret. But it's also about obviously holding yourself accountable. Yeah, I think it's one of the best poems or sayings or quotes I've ever read, honestly, because there's so much truth in it of thinking about trying to please other people versus yourself, I think is a trap that most humans fall into. Because like we mentioned either last podcast or a couple episodes ago, of sometimes you want that, that pat on the back that lets you know, hey, you're doing a good job. But at the end of the day, like you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to know if you actually did. So I think being able to try to achieve that within yourself is huge. And I think unleashes a lot of confidence within yourself to do something hard and challenging and know that you did it the right way, probably the hard way. I think you sleep a lot better at night knowing when you look in the mirror that you did all those things. And like you said, you're with yourself 100% of the time. So you know, like, is what I'm doing now going to help me towards where I want to be? Or if it is it not? And I think a piece that's tough is maybe you had a bad day or failed, which is going to happen. Still being able to look yourself in the mirror, knowing that you tried and appreciating that you tried and not beating yourself up over a bad result or a bad day because those are going to happen. And if you do that enough, I think it spirals you down a lot of negativity. But if you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and still appreciate everything you went through, the good and the bad, I think that is one of the main messages of this. Yeah, I think I think for me also, it's a lot of having integrity. I think that's one of my core values. Do the right thing when no one's watching because I'm watching. Like I, I know what I'm doing. And even if no one else is watching, I'm gonna judge myself almost. If I'm acting out of not the best place or I'm, or I'm not necessarily doing what I know I should be doing. And I think that's something that I've, been intentional about. That was one of the first things I did back in 2020 is just do the right thing when no one's watching, just have integrity. Cause then over time that turns into a whole character shift of doing the right thing when people are watching and you kind of just, it's like the snowball effect, but just to kind of, you know, work through this, I do want to go like verse by verse. So looking at the first couple real quick, when you get what you want and your struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, then go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father, mother, or wife who judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the man staring back from the glass. So when I read that, I think about like the first couple. Like it's talking about having all the success and all these like worldly things. Say it's being successful and having a shit ton of money and all that stuff. And the world makes you king for a day. Say you're famous, whatever. All those things, like, I think, and that's why I think Tom Brady used this, because people that are in the spotlight, like, you're getting a lot of attention from many different places. But he used this to literally and figuratively look at himself in the mirror to be like, what do you think? Like, the guy looking back at you, what do you think? And, and, and like you talked about, not pleasing others, not doing what you're doing just because you're getting attention from everyone and people you don't care about all those things. And, and even verse number two of 
but isn't your father, mother, or wife who judgment upon you must pass? That's kind of meant to say even the people that are closest to you, no matter what they think, like at the end of the day, it's still you and you. Those opinions obviously do matter the closer the people are to you, but at the end of the day, you're laying down on that pillow, and I think it's a McConaughey quote, but whether you're next to someone or not, you go to sleep with yourself. And I think that's a good way to think about it is not being a people pleaser and thinking about what you want and not what the world's telling you to do. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think the the second piece of that is the toughest piece, in my opinion, where it talks about father, mother, or wife, because you obviously want to do good by the people that are closest to you. But I think like you talked about integrity, if you're going about things the right way, I think you achieve that automatically. Mm -hmm. So I think you can achieve those things and making the people around you proud, not by intentionally trying to do it, but day to day, your actions, being a good person, trying to do what you love. I think indirectly, if you go after the right things, then down the road or right away, you're going to make them proud. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the toughest piece of the verse for me. But yeah, like you said, you're it's you and you. You got to be able to, to look yourself in the mirror and be okay and be happy with the person you are. And that just goes from day-to-day habits over a, a long period of time. Yeah. And I think also the point about like your father, mother, or wife, you can't choose your parents, but you can choose your, your spouse. So I think if hopefully you choose correctly and all those things, your spouse's um, kind of, I guess, opinion of you and goals for you should probably be the same as you. Like you guys should be on the same page is what I'm getting at. But also on that, this whole thing, I mean, is, is reflection. But, you know, that first verse, like if you, you know, the world makes you king for a day, I think that's dissecting your success is what that's getting at is you make it big, you, you have this accomplishment, you get to where you've always wanted to go. I think it's important to take a step back, look in the mirror, ask yourself, one, like appreciate like what you did to get there and the journey and all that stuff. But also ask yourself, is this what you want? Is it best to continue to go down this road or is a pivot kind of necessary here? So I think it's it's also that constant evaluation. It's checking in with yourself. And if it's, I think looking in the mirror at yourself is also literally like a decent practice too. John Mayer wrote, wrote songs like that. Did he? Yeah. Just looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, really. That's kind of awesome. Um, but yeah, like I think when I personally, like when you look in the mirror, it's like, it almost feels like awkward. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, why am I looking at myself? Like going to the gym, like there's mirrors everywhere. And it's like, I don't know. Weird to kind of look myself in the eyes. Right. But I think if you can do that, it's almost like sneaky, like empowering too to look yourself in the eyes and know that it's, it's you and you, like I said, at the end of the day, moving along to let's look at verse number three. So He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear up to the end and you've passed your most dangerous, difficult test if the man in the glass is your friend. So I think that's, it's being best friends with yourself too, I think is important. It's certainly something, I know we've dealt with it, like being kind of just, again, you're with yourself all the time. You're not always with people. You're going to be alone a lot. And I think it's super important to to be best friends with yourself, to appreciate alone time, to be able to enjoy alone time and not needing to rely on others 
for happiness or for joy or for satisfaction or anything like that, I think that's where you really see the people that are content and also not in need of things from the outside. Obviously, like we need human interaction. We need relationships. But the guy that is able to be on his own and like I listen every morning this he's it's some sort of motivational guy but it's like it's 3 a.m he just went to the gym and like it's lonely but if you're okay with that like the world becomes your playground is what he says and I think there's a lot of truth to that especially when you're doing something that's abnormal like what we're doing like chasing your dream like doing things that aren't necessarily considered normal and going against the grain I think it's super important to be friends with yourself throughout that whole journey. Yeah, 100%. And I think you learn the most about yourself in those times when you are alone, which is huge. Because you can get distracted a lot when you're with other people, whether that be having a good time or you're just sitting around watching a game. But I think your thoughts are a lot more clear when you're by yourself. And it can help you not only make decisions, but understand yourself more, what you're feeling, stuff like that. And I think, again, with, with COVID happening, I think a lot of people had to work on that once that happened because we really couldn't see anyone besides our family doing a lot of things alone during that time helps you realize who you are as a person and like you said you almost become best friends with yourself which is huge and for me like some of those things are like playing guitar that's just one thing i do by myself that i thoroughly enjoy or whether that be going for a drive whatever it is listening to music on your own enjoying those moments so when you are alone you have something immediate to turn to and you're not relying on other people to keep you company or keep you entertained. So I think for me, that that part, the biggest piece is just finding something that you're passionate about doing on your own. So mm-hmm. it could be even like going to the driving range, yeah, like by yourself, grabbing coffee by yourself, all those things that sure, you, you would enjoy that with another person too, but you're still able to enjoy it just as much when you're on your own. Yeah, 100%. I think... Um also how you become best friends with yourself. I think you have to, I think you have to have integrity going back to that in order to do that almost because again, you, and this is, I don't know if this is everyone I've developed this, but I like to think that everyone is always judging themselves, whether you know you're doing it or not. I think you know if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And I think the more you become aware of that, the more you understand that, like how shitty it feels when you're not doing the right thing and when you're not having that integrity because you know that you're watching and you know that you're not being your best or living up to your potential or whatever it is. And that's speaking personally, but I think you become best friends with yourself when you prove to yourself that you're worthy of being your own friend in a weird way. And that comes with doing the little things or doing what you say you're going to do. And it's all holding yourself accountable. And I think the more you do that, the more you become proud of yourself, the more you, you know, enjoy the person that you are becoming, whether it's, whether again, whether you're alone or with others, I think just, again, to harp on integrity, I think it's super important again, because in my opinion, I think everyone knows if they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing for the most part. Even if you say you don't, I think there's something, it's the good voice and the bad voice in your head. I think people always have a pretty good idea if what they're doing is right or wrong. So yeah, being best friends with yourself, 
obviously super important. Do you have anything else on, on that one? Okay. First four. You may be like Jack Horner and Chisel Plum and think you're a wonderful guy, but the guy in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. So first off, this guy, Jack Horner, did a little research on him. So pretty much what this goes back to is it's a nursery rhyme. Jack, the Jack Horner part and the plum part is a nursery rhyme from 1700s. And it's actually about this guy, Thomas Horner from the 1530s. Anyways, the nursery rhyme is little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his Christmas pie. He stuck in, he stuck in a thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I? Pretty much Thomas Horner, the story about him was that he was trusted to take some title deeds of properties to this guy, King Henry, as a bribe. So the head of the church could keep the main monastery, but he was prepared to give away some of the lesser properties from those deeds. And those deeds were held in a pie, like a literal pie. And when Thomas Horner like was delivering those, instead of delivering them to the the king henry he actually took like some of the deeds for himself and pulled out some real estate and and that's kind of what the whole message of that story is is this guy was trusted with some documents to pass on to a king and he ended up stealing them for stealing at least a couple for himself and he thought he was great for it. Like he thought it was smart. He thought it didn't mean anything. These little like lesser properties don't mean anything. But I think at the end of the day, if Thomas Horner, Jack Horner, whatever, they look in the mirror and again, going back to whether things are right or wrong, I think if you're Jack Horner looking in the mirror at the end of the day, after you just stole something, you're going to be like, you probably can't really look yourself in the eye. You know what I mean? And I think that that's important. I think at the end of the day, like being able to look back on what you did and the person you were and be proud of that, I think that's a huge thing. And the more you do that, the more you compound that, whether good or bad, that's kind of who you become. So that's kind of the story of the Jack Horner and the Plum piece. It's doing something you shouldn't be doing and thinking you're great for it. But at the end of the day, knowing that you fucked up and you're the one that knows and that whether nobody knows or everyone knows that's going to eat at you. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you dove into that. Cause I had no idea who Jack. Horner was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there, I think there's a lot of truth in that and tying back to, to, especially baseball. I know people always say like, you can't cheat the grind. If you put the work in, you, you might be rewarded. You might not, but there's going to come a time when you're tested and the more prepared you are, the better chance of success you have. So you could come into the season thinking you're good, like you did enough, but you're the only one that knows if you did. Mm -hmm. So I think we talk about doing things the right way and you could also think about it, chasing a career or dream, whatever you're doing. There's a, there's not always a clear cut right versus wrong way, but there's ways you can cheat mm -hmm. to get, to take shortcuts. So people are going to see you as a success from the outside if you do get to where you're going by cheating the process, but you're going to know what you did to get there. Right. I don't think you can cheat the grind. I don't think 
to look yourself in the eye and truly be proud, you can't take a shortcut. Like you got to go through the the hard times. You got to go through all those learning experiences to truly be content at the end of the day. And I think that's a that's a tough part for pretty much everyone who wants success. As humans, we want the quickest way to get there. But I think to again to truly be proud of yourself and feel accomplished, you got to go through all those trials and tribulations that really tested you because it's going to feel that much better in the end when you get there. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a fine line between working smarter and shortcuts. Also, I think working smarter that like the more you can learn about improving your process, I think that's great. But at the end of the day, you can't replace like the grind, you can't replace the work that you have in front of you that you have to do. And understanding that, yes, there's things that you can be do, doing better to improve and get better and all that stuff. But yeah, I think that's that's a great message is there really are no shortcuts. You can't cheat to get to kind of where you want to go. Yeah. And I just thought about like the steroid era in baseball, mm-hmm. like those yeah. guys. And it was like early two thousands. Everyone pretty much was doing it in the MLB, but these guys are hitting home runs. Like we've never seen before. And at the time, I'm sure they were loving life. Like all the attentions on you, the spotlights on you. But I bet a lot of them, they looked in the mirror at night and said, wow, what am I doing? Yeah. And that's that's physically cheating the game, and there's obviously other ways to do it too, but that's just one that came to mind. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And actually, it reminds me too of the Matthew McConaughey 13 Truths speech, which has been certainly very played. Um, if you haven't heard that, I highly recommend it, but it's a commencement speech that he gave at the University of Houston a few years ago. And one of the one of those 13 Truths is don't leave crumbs. And what he means by that is don't do the things that you know are going to force you to like look over your shoulder. Like those guys in the steroid era, they knew they were doing something wrong. So like you're constantly like probably a little bit on edge of like looking over your shoulder. Am I going to get away with this? Like, I don't, am I going to get caught? And I think that's whether you get caught or don't, there's no way to live. Like you can't, if you're always looking over your shoulder and doing things that you're hoping people never find out, I think that's the kind of worst way to live. And I think that's just don't leave crumbs. Don't do the things that might bite you in the butt later. But I think that goes back to obviously this quote and this portion of the poem, but the less crumbs you can leave, the less you have to look over your shoulder. It's also just a lot more freeing way to live and a less stressful way to live. All right, so the last verse here. You can fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartaches and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. That's kind of actually, I immediately thought of the steroid era again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you're, you can fool the whole world. That's literally it. That's literally steroids. (laughs) Um, Anyone who kind of cheats in anything and you have that success, you have that short-term success, and now your final reward will be heartaches and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. Like I look at that more than anything because, and also again, to go back to the steroid era, those guys had that short-term success. They were great. They were, it was unbelievable at the time, but now they're never getting in the hall of fame and, and they have an asterisk next to it. Like everybody kind of looks at them differently and it caught up to them. And that goes back to the don't leave crumbs and all that stuff. But I think this last verse is really where it hits home for me is 
do things the right way. Like you know what the right thing to do is. And if you kind of just follow that and you follow that moral compass that we all have, you also don't want to have success and then realize like you're, you're a fraud. Because again, you know that you're a fraud and there's no shortcuts and all that stuff, but you're not going to have, you're not going to be left with anything else. If you cheated the game, your final reward will be heartaches and tears. Like you're, you're not going to get away with it is that message. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good way to end it too. And I just think back to like preparing for a season for baseball or in the off season. And it's more the last part of it where your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated yourself, essentially. So talking about baseball, there was only a limited time. There's limited time anyone can play, whether you're in the major leagues or high school, college. So I never wanted to feel cheated in terms of trying to maximize my ability. And I try to implement that in coaching now too where tell guys like hey you you don't know how many years you're playing max four could be a senior you have one year left but you don't want to look back and we've talked about it too you don't want to look back and have regrets that hey i could have done more and the only person that's going to know if you're regretful of it is you Mm -hmm. like you could tell your friends people you're with how hard you work but you're the only one that's going to know did i maximize everything that i was given talent wise Mm -hmm. and same could be said about any anything in life profession yeah, I think that that one sticks with me the most, just trying to put in your best effort, knowing that you can look yourself in the mirror better at the end of the day if you do that. Yeah, and I think that's what it, when I, especially when I read that last verse, it's, that's what I, that's why it's right behind my, my laptop on the wall is, again, you know when you're selling yourself short. You know when there's more that you can be doing. You know that when, especially when you're trying to accomplish something big, like that takes, effort that takes x doing things extra that takes consistency that takes doing what's required every day regardless of whether you want to do it or not and i think that's again why i love this quote so much is like you can't there's no shortcuts you have to just do the work like you can't cheat yourself and even if you do cheat yourself and get to where you want to go quicker it's not going to be nearly as enjoyable because of the path that you took. Yeah, I think we've talked a lot about accountability and making sure you're doing the right thing. And I think it's important, I think I mentioned it earlier, but even if you did fail or you had shortcomings, like everyone's gonna fail. Everyone's gonna go through struggles, but as long as you're able to still be proud of yourself, I think is essential when, when you're looking in the mirror and you could have fucked up in the worst way possible. And some sometimes it's tough. Like I'm sure those steroid guys, there were times where they looked in the mirror and probably hated themselves. But I still think even in those times, it's important to still appreciate the person in the mirror because like we said, it's it's you and you. So mm-hmm. you got yourself into that and it's going to be yourself and your actions moving forward that are going to get you out of that. So being proud of yourself, yes, when good things happen when you look in the mirror. But on the flip side, when bad stuff happens, understanding that and still being able to I guess walk away from the mirror, still proud of yourself, knowing that you're going to be the one that gets you out of it in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. One thing also too, stepping outside this poem, I I think it's very important. I don't know about very important, but I think it's it's good to have things like this around. Like they're kind of constant reminders. I use it kind of as as motivation, as inspiration. I love to hang stuff up on the walls that mean stuff to me. And have quotes that inspire me and keep me going. I think it's important to have that. You don't want to rely on that solely, obviously. But 
I think it's good to supplement the day-to-day with almost things that you can look at to be, again, like I have this hung up on the wall right behind my laptop where I'm working. So like if I have a moment where I'm like, shit, like I don't want to do this or whatever, like I can look at that and be like, think about all the things that we just talked about. And I think like, like one thing I noticed from Hard Knocks this year with the Jets was like, they have sayings, small quotes, like all throughout the building. And yes, after a while, you, you start to stop seeing them. But I, I do think it's, it means something and it is valuable to have things like that and also be pursuing finding new things like this. Like when I found this, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome and bought it like immediately. But especially like as a sports team, as like a leader, I think also things like this are, are good to bring to your team or bring to the people that you work with because you never know how someone else can interpret it, how it can help them, what it can mean to them. This is just how Alex and I see the quote. Like there's so many other, I'm sure different ways that people, you know, look at this and resonate it, um, you know, kind of for them. Perspective. Yeah. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to tell a friend about it, click the follow button or follow the social media page on Instagram at Valeriano underscore. You can also visit our website at calledupcoaching.com to learn more about what we do. Cheers.